fast fashion and water scarcity, what the correlation is between the two, and how the pollution that's caused by the fast fashion industry can um, long-term cause some serious water scarcity issues overseas and here in the U.S. So let's dive into it. The reason that I chose this topic is because, as you guys know, the reason we started this YouTube channel and podcast is to bring you information that we feel is really hard to find otherwise. I mean, this is information that I am digging personally into a lot of white papers, um, a lot of like scientific studies, a lot of really boring crap that is like so boring. I don't even know how to explain it to you, but I mean, the information is there. It's there. It's just really hard to dig it up um, through pages and pages of information to find the information that you're looking for. Um, and then to correlate it into a picture that really gives you an idea of what's going on. Um, and so what I've been doing is really um, learning about the supply chain of fast fashion and also what happens to these fast fashion pieces um, after they have been used by a one-time user um, what happens to them from there and how that impacts the supply chain as a whole. So today, as a part of that kind of overall mission, um, one thing that I have noticed that people are not aware of is the water pollution that comes with fast fashion. Um, people are, it seems to be, a little bit more aware of the social impacts of fast fashion, but when it comes to the environmental impacts, it seems like those are very hush-hush. Um, and I don't know if that's intentional. I think it's just maybe something that's harder to pinpoint because especially here, at least in the U.S., we don't see the repercussions um, environmentally of our fashion choices because the factories aren't overseas. So that said, um, I think this is a subject that will be, be really valuable to you guys. And I think this is something that you can kind of contemplate the next time you're having an educated discussion about either the environment um, as a whole or about water scarcity and water pollution. Um, so uh, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and just dive into it. Um, an overview of the history of our clothing consumption is pretty important to understand. Um, since 2000, our clothing consumption has gone up 16, 60%, 60%. Um, and simultaneously, the quality of that clothing has gone down quite dramatically. Um, pieces that you could have worn back in like the mid-90s for almost a year or two um, before you would patch it and then reuse it again um, are now being kept for maybe two to three months at the most. Um, and they're being donated or thrown away um, and really being introduced to the end of their life cycle, which is an issue. Um, now, at the same time, while we're oversupplying poor quality clothing that can't last, we are we are also, like I said, um, throwing away those clothes. And um, while they are sometimes going to good causes, a lot of these clothes, not even the thrift stores can really actually sell them. Like these thrift stores can't uh, offload them to the end consumer like you guys, um, you know, fashionistas who want to look fashionable and stylish. Um, they can't find enough people to buy their clothes and so as a result what happens is they sell them to these like clothing recyclers who basically put them on these huge containers and bales and then they ship them back overseas so they've already come overseas after manufacturing and now they're going back overseas um which is crazy anyway i digress 
understanding that supply chain, now that you guys have a basic understanding of this supply chain, um, how does water and water pollution fall into the mix? So clean water is something that is spoken about a lot these days. If you are anybody who is educated about the environment or has talked to anybody who knows anything about like what is going on in the environment, then you also know, you have also heard that water pollution is an issue and that that I, I'm, you know, I'm not an environmentalist and one of our goals is to bring on an environmentalist so that we can interview them and ask them some of these questions so that they can maybe clarify for us. So that said, keep that in mind. Now, um, a big topic in the industry is fresh water, but at the same time, what we don't realize is that a huge amount of our water is being squandered or, at least, you know, global water sources are being squandered. Um, on the fashion manufacturing process. So um, just a few pieces of um, information that I'm going to give you guys that I've collected from my research includes um, statistics from the countries of India, China, and Bangladesh, where a big majority of fashion is produced. Um, so overall, globally, 23 billion people go without access to safe drinking water. Um, that is globally as a whole, not just in these countries. But that said, in, um, let's see here. In China, pollution is causing 75% of the diseases overall in the country, water pollution. So that means um, drinking water, bathing water, this water is so polluted that people are not are no longer able to even use it um, safely. Like <laughs> this is stuff like that's literally poisoning them, um, and as a result, seventy five percent of the illnesses that are caused in China, uh, or seventy five percent of the illnesses that are contracted in China, are directly caused by poor quality water. Um, in Shanghai, one of the I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. I'm really sorry, guys. Um, Eighty five percent of the water is considered undrinkable. Um, by World Health Organization standards. Um, now in India, 70% of the water supply does not meet World Health Organization standards. And now to be fair that there, there are other things going on in that country where um, water quality is um, being deteriorated. But one, one um, things that I found that definitely does point to textile pollution being an issue, um, is so they have a pollution control board over in India and it's called the PCB. Um, and one of their regulations is that all factories have to be um, placed at least um, 0.6 miles off of the river edge. So that means they can't be any closer than about half a mile off of the river. So when they went and built or when they went and um, investigated in 2007, which I know is just over, what, 11 years ago. So things have probably changed a little, but I can't imagine that over 11 years, things have changed quite dramatically. Um, there were 200 and I believe 60, 267 factories built directly on the riverbed. Now that's 267 factories that would have to be completely shut down and moved. Um, for that to be rectified. Now, to give you guys some context as to what was going on before 2007, um, I did quite a bit of research on this and it was kind of mind blown. Um, 
before 2007, what was going on um, was very few regulations were in in effect, and there was not really enough of um, a regulatory board to control this huge booming industry that was now just kind of like popping up all over the country. Um, and this includes both China and Bangladesh, um, and also in, uh, and also India. So what was going so what was going on um, was these factories would crop up, and so many were cropping up. And I mean, like, also it's really so these factories would crop up anyway. <sighs> Sorry, trying to stay on track here, guys. So these factories would crop up, um, and they were pumping out. I mean, well, this is global clothing. This is clothing for the for the world, guys. I mean, the world is wearing these clothes, um, and water, like polluted water, the stuff that had the chemicals in it was, it was just being dumped. I mean, it was just being dumped right into the river, right there. Um, and there was no filtering process. This is raw in the real sewage. And as a result, as I mean, as a combined result of what's going on now and what has gone, gone on in the past, um, one fifth of the global industrial water pollution is caused by just textile dyeing. Um, and treating, which is only a part of the process. This doesn't even include um, the chemicals that are required to grow cotton and all the other fabrics that are, like, you know, woven into clothing. Um, so, as you can see, this is a very complex cycle, and it's taken quite a bit of time just to dig up this information and put it into, like, a presentable format for you guys because it is scattered. There is not a lot of information in one place about water pollution caused by the fashion industry. And it's really, I feel, a disservice to people who are trying to alter their lifestyle in a way that reduces their carbon footprint, to live a lifestyle in a way that doesn't infringe on the rights of other humans. Um, it's it's a really, really complex web, guys, and I'm really looking forward to breaking it down for you um, and presenting it to you and seeing what you have to say about it. Um, I really don't want to be a killjoy. It kind of sucks to bring you all this, like, crappy information, but to be, I mean, uh, to be honest, I want to be honest. I mean, and at the end of the day, there's this huge catch-22, which is, this is a huge industry. I mean, this is not just, and I'm not just talking about, like, a huge industry because uh, um of the people who like own these companies and that they should for some reason have some sort of right to this huge fashion um profit what i'm talking about is this is a huge industry that employs hundreds of thousands of millions of people around the world um and it's complex to say that we should boycott it because at the same time these are jobs that people have like how how do you replace those jobs without disrupting somebody's family life? This is a really complex, um, a really complex issue, both um, environmentally, socially, and economically. It's really, really interesting. Um, and so, again, I look forward to bringing you guys more information on this. If you do have any suggestions for an upcoming topic, or if you know anybody who would like to be interviewed on topics similar to this, um, please, please, please get in touch with us. You can get in touch with us on Instagram. You can get in touch with us on YouTube. Um, or you can message us directly on leftrick.com, which is also where we sell our used clothing. Um, everything is handpicked by me. Um, but anyway, 
thank you guys all for watching. It was really great bringing you this information. Um, I hope you guys come back and tune in again. We're going to bring, bring, we are going to be bringing you another video um, later this week, I would say on Saturday. So thank you guys so much again for watching. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and our um, Instagram. Thank you guys again. Bye.